What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Today is December 28th, 2019. My name is Josh Moxie, and I am documenting my life journey. And in today's episode, it's going to be me reflecting on my whole year. Usually, I reflect on like a bi-weekly basis, and I just reflect on um, what worked, what didn't, lessons I learned, where, where places I grew, if you will. Um, whatever is really just like, is uh, uh, what would be the word for it? is relevant to my journey and my and my point in history for that time span, if you will. So in today's episode, though, I'm going to be capturing the entire year. I'm going to try to do things a lot differently than last year. Last year, I went in super depth and everything. This year, I want to cover more like patterns and um, themes, if you will, rather than getting into specifics on every little thing, because I just do not have the time to share like every little tactic I learned and every little lesson I learned because there's honestly just too fucking many. So I'm going to focus and try to prioritize and be uh, be focused on like the actual, um, what do you call it? The big boulders rather than the small stones. And we'll see how this all goes. I'm, I might just completely follow a different format than the usual reflections, but it's going to be, it should be good nonetheless. So without further ado, let us get right into today's episode. Also, press F to pay respects. Best fucking mug. Thank you so much, mom, because I got this for Christmas. Also, just a heads up, in case your ears are fucking sensitive, I will be swearing. I'll also be talking about R-rated content like sex and like other things like that. So if you are like family or whatever and you don't want to hear this, Tune the fuck out, because I'm going to be talking about some R-rated shit in addition to the normal stuff. Okay, let's get into it. What were my favorite wins? Uh, biting the bullet and getting a job at Starbucks. Like, it was just time. Business was not working the way I was expecting it to. I wasn't acting in the correct way to earn the, uh, the status of an entrepreneur, like the freedom of the entrepreneurship, if you will. So, I was like, fuck it, Josh, it is time to get a job. I ended up, everything just lined up well, um, and I ended up getting a job at Starbucks, and it was, it's been awesome. I've progressed a ton in all areas there. I'm still a really bad closer, but I'm amazing at customer connections. I'm getting better at CS. Um, I am, I'm at like three months and, three months and 10 days or something like that right now. So anyways, it's going well, um, although it's super out of the honeymoon phase at this point, but it was just cool that I had the self-esteem to stomach like, hey, I fucked up on entrepreneurship. It's time to get a job. And then went, so like I haven't put any time into entrepreneurship recently, but uh, when I am ready, then I can start building it while I'm at Starbucks instead of like having to do it full time, to do the full-time entrepreneurship and without like riskiness. I just want to be more fucking practical. So I was really proud of that because it was just time to contribute around here and also take my finances, like control, take control of my finances. And that has felt so fucking good. Um, but yeah, this will not last. I need to start business activities again because I am not built for a job. That is very fucking clear. Though I am enjoying my time there. It's just super out of the honeymoon phase, but I fucking love my team and I love my customers. You guys are great and keeping me rejuvenated, if you will. As for actual business stuff, I, um, and even like tools, for example. So like, let's just go at, okay. Moxie. 
<laughs> I'm just everywhere right now. Also, I love caffeine. I built uh, Moxie Energetics website, which is cool, and collaborated that on that with mom. That worked well. That was fun. Um, what else can I say? I also built Lists, which was a, a web app that I built for myself, just basically for myself. Um, I have since taken it down, though, because I have stopped coding. So that was tough, but it like I knew it was the right move, so I had to move on from that. Um, what keeps me alive, though, with the fact that I'm not coding is things like Notion, because I am still able to system design, which was one of my favorite parts of coding. Um, I like just like creating useful things. And I've so I've learned the basics of Notion. That's been a, a win in itself. I took, uh, I was originally going to do Evernote, then I was like, fuck it. Last second before I jumped into Evernote, I was like, okay, let's just try out. Let's, let's look into this thing called Notion. And I've since become addicted. I use it for literally every area of my life. And I've built, I've built systems for every aspect of my life inside Notion. And it's just something I'm very passionate about. So those are big wins for me. Um, I capped up with reflections and hit 70 episodes, which feels fucking sick. Um, I also hit a hundred podcasts and actually I also hit 150 as I'll hit 150 when I post today's episode. Um, the one that I'm about to post, which is 69, I think, or 68, something like that. Anyways, point is 150 as for like my essence and like girls, all that type of shit. I have become so fucking attractive. It is insane. This is like, yes, you could call this like super egotistical. The reality is I just think I'm super fucking attractive. And it's like part of my essence now and my aura. It's really fucking cool because I've done a lot of work energetically, subliminally, just working with the subconscious. There's a lot of things I'm doing. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of that. I also have had sex for the first time. I like was so scared for the longest time. I had so many fears around it. And I just, yeah, I said, I, I just, enough was enough at, in, uh, at the end of November, beginning of December. And I was like, fuck it, this is happening. Um, even though I was super scared still, but I just needed to break through. And it's been, I'm so fucking glad I did. It's been amazing um, getting that weight off my shoulders because I did wait for so long Uh and pushed away so many girls in the process because I was just so fucking scared. And also just wanted to give a massive shout out to the girl I shared my first time with. I'm so fucking glad I chose her. It was like, it was just a great experience for my first time. And she was so gracious and it was, yeah, it was awesome. If you want to hear more, check out <laughs> Reflection 17 because I go more into detail there. Also just like hitting levels of status, not like, not status as in like, cars or like business shit but in terms of like my my essence my presence the way I show up it's just like at such a good level right now where I'm like I've balanced like because I used to think like you have to be a dick to have high status that's not true at all you can be an insanely good person and that is what I've cultivated and I'm very pleased with how it's gone so far because I'm I've got like so much optimism so much positivity if you will balanced with like this self-confidence in, in a way and a self-lovingness. Um, uh, what is the other thing? Like give, I've, I'm giving myself validation. I'm accepting myself. I'm giving myself approval. Um, that type of shit all combined with like giving other people love and like respect and all that shit, all that shit. And it's phenomenal. Like I'm, I'm so pleased with how things are. I'm able to like speak my truth at such a different level now. 
I'm able to give compliments and instead of like it being like taken weirdly, it's taken so nicely. It's insane. Like I'm so fucking grateful for that because it's a very like good tell if your compliments are received well by girls, you've hidden, you've just hit a certain level of status that is really fucking good. So I would count that as a massive fucking win for me. Also, on a fitness level, we've got 10 pounds on my first cut. So I lost 10 pounds in my first cut. That was cool. Took me 40 days. That was intense still. Um, grew me a lot for sure. And then bench press, I hit, I hit body weight for five, which was like the thing I've been, so that was 170. I hit 170 for five and it was just like something I've wanted to do for so fucking long. Felt really fucking good. I've also grown out my hair in case that isn't fucking clear. So if you're on audio, you cannot see, but I have a huge fucking fro right now and it looks pretty beautiful, I, mu I must say. And I also hit ponytail length, which I'm very pleased with because that was like the whole goal. Pony slash bun and Ramona was right. She told me by Christmas, you can put it up in a pony. She would, yeah, A plus, A plus prediction. I was actually skeptical because my hair grows super fucking slow, but yeah. Because I didn't get any trims, that was an accurate prediction by her. Where did I grow the most? Communication on camera, for sure. Like, I'm much more comfortable, even in talking about, like, very uncomfortable things. Like, talking about sex and shit like that on camera. Very strange. But it's just practice. Like, it gets easier every single time. So, yeah, comfortability. Um, I'm much more charismatic on camera. Much more confident. Um... What else? I'm still working on simplifying my message because I can ramble on for, for an, an eternity. However, I have gotten a lot better at not saying the same thing over and over again because I used to like go in, like last reflections last year. I would go in this like loop of I just didn't know how to close the loop. Now I've taught myself this trick of like just ending it. <laughs> and with with my vocal tonality, I kind of just like force myself to end it when I'm rambling on for too long. I've also just taken content off a pedestal, so it becomes a lot easier now because the reality is this stuff is only truly at its at its full value when I am doing things in real life. Like I could just sit here and make motivational messages in my room, but like I need to be actually doing things in business and in my life to be able to be have that like credibility, if you will. And I don't expect my content to ever pop until I do have that. But right now it's just like I'm just planting my messages in the ground and then when it is my time to shine if you will then they will come through and that was <laughs> I don't mean come through I mean grow and uh and and evolve past this past the soil if you will because that's like the foundation I'm planting right now and then someday we'll be able to yeah I'll, it'll be the water and fertilization and then it'll grow and you'll be able to look at this thing and be like wow overnight success and I'll be like haha wasn't motherfucker was not <sighs> social anxiety like forcing myself to leave my room for things like starbucks and just like getting out more in the world right now I, I like barely have any social anxiety anymore yes of course it does happen once in a while i get that um however just like a general from like a general standpoint I'm just so much more comfortable being alone in public, um, doing whatever I'm doing. Cause like for the longest time I would like tense up even taking, getting an order at Starbucks, M meaning like I'm on the customer side. I would like freak out knowing that I'd have to talk to another person on the other side of the counter. 
It was fucking strange, okay? Anyways, right now, it's just so chill. I can talk to anyone with so much ease. And that's, like, another place I grew, like, a lot was... Well, first of all, just, like, being out in public solo, doing things like the Montreal trips for sure, those are helpful just to, like, get... Like, I literally sat in Montreal solo in a Starbucks for hours on end, just... And then I would, like, I would talk to people on the counter, um, and they were so chill, talking to people on the bus as well. Um... Uh, what else? Um, I'm just so fucking personable now. It's insane. Like that, this is another huge area I grew in with like Starbucks. Just put, I thought I was already very good at talking to people. Starbucks just put me on another fucking level. It was insane. Um, I now have this energy of like, talk to me because of things like till at Starbucks, because I'm, I just, I can go off for like forever if need be. And just, I'm amazing at customer connections. It's insane. And which is funny because I was not at the first couple of days. I was like very like standoffish and it was just strange to me. I didn't want to force conversation. Um, I would, I would think about like the idea of talking to customers and it was just didn't feel like right now it's easy as fuck. I do it in my sleep and this is like, it goes beyond those Starbucks because like, when I'm in public now, I feel like I can turn on this customer service muscle whenever I choose to. And it's not actually customer service muscle. It's just a, a connection, communication muscle where I can talk to anyone and they like want to talk to me for whatever reason. It's just like the way my energy field is set up now is just very like this. Like the amount of people that tried to talk to me when I went to Montreal last was fucking bonkers. Like I can't how many people actually came up to me and tried to start, start a conversation was insane, but it was great. I loved it. Cause I just enjoy talking to people. Cause I just, people are fucking awesome. I wish more, more people understood how awesome people actually are. Uh, breaking perfection and like, just like detachment from perfection overall. Um, last year, that was like the last year was the year of, of detaching from perfection, but I just took it to another level this year as well. Um, also streaks, meaning like, I'm now okay to like break streaks. I'm now okay to, I don't know, like say I say I missed. Yeah. Like my green drink, for example, that was like a religious thing. Every day I'd have my green drink. If I didn't, I start freaking the fuck out. Now I'm like, mm, I don't need to freak the fuck out. If I'm not, if I don't have my green drink, my life will go on. Like I'm, I do not need perfection in this area. Also in system design, things like knowing that it is going to be imperfect. I'm going to make mistakes and understanding that's part of the process and in trying to enjoy that journey as hard as that is. The enjoyment of the imperfections is the hardest thing for me because like I'll wake up some days and if things aren't going like perfectly, then if I'm like not conscious enough, I can subconsciously start to like get irritated. But the reality is imperfection. It doesn't like perfection does not matter. Imperfection is the reality of actual life. Like Things do not go as planned because they're going differently. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's just different. And it's just something that you did not expect. And that's okay. And like, it's up to you to not judge it and then create an opportunity out of it. So anyways, I detached a shit ton out of, out of perfection from fucking trying to do it with literally every area of my life with Starbucks for sure as well. Like I was so attached to like, perfection on drinks and like making sure everything's absolutely a plus 
add no mis like no little like changes da, 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 like cannot have any errors at all um same thing with like my shifts if they get a if they had any errors i was like freaking out a little bit at the beginning now i just understand that like it's just coffee or in like a notion perspective perspective it's just a system it's just software like none of this stuff actually matters that much and like that is a massive place i've grew this year which is just chilling and I'm just much more, I used to be like super fucking intense. I still kind of am, but like, it's coming from like this more like detached, chill place now where I'm like purposefully detaching. Also, the caffeine is really hitting right now. I forget how much it hits when I'm fasting. Like, it's just fucking insane. That was not that much coffee. Okay. So by the way, I just, I was just reading my notes real quick. I stopped, this is very key, I stopped being so de- so attached to things because it was literally, the attachment was killing my happiness. I would just like start freaking out if anything was a mistake at all. Like what, even with the Starbucks application and the hiring process um, and keeping track of everything and my protein count and macros, like I'll just, I'll just focus in on the Starbucks application real quick. I definitely thought like you couldn't have any perfect. Like, I thought that you couldn't have any errors to be hired. That's so fucking wrong. That's so wrong. So anyways, grateful that's gone now. And now I'm just focused on doing what, yeah, I don't even know what I'm focused on, honestly. It's just like, I don't care nearly as much. That is what I'm trying to say here. (laughs) Also, detachment from documenting everything. I do not need to document every single thought. Like, yes, it is awesome to document a shit ton. No, I do not need to document every area of my life and everything, every single thing I think. And it's okay to just put things in the vault. Like this has just been a massive year for me about trying to detach from uh, failure, trying to detach from rejection. And I've like felt like I've done a good job of progressing in both those areas. They do need work though. Absolutely need work. But like working on those two, especially even helped with me sexually, like I could not have sex previously because those things were so fucking strong. This like sense of attachment to perfection and not making mistakes and scared of being rejected. And yeah, but when I, once I got to a degree where it was like, I could, they still, the fear still existed, but it was just enough. It was small enough that I could consciously bypass it. Meaning like I could act in the face of fear instead of it being completely overwhelming and completely crippling to me. I think that's an important thing with fear. If it's, it's okay to have a fear, but if it's like literally consuming you, that is not a good place to be. And it's going to be almost like impossible. I mean, it is possible, but like, it is so fucking hard to overcome a fear that is like wrapped around you instead of, um, when it's controllable, if it's like, I can hold this fear in my hand and like move it to the side temporarily or just walk around it versus this fear is literally smothering me. And like, that's an important thing with energy work for me is I want to make, I just want to get the fear to where I can control it and then do those final action steps that like move the fear and subside it or um, what's the actual word, shrink it to where it almost doesn't exist or completely doesn't exist altogether. But like, that's my goal when I'm doing energy work on fear 
is making sure that it gets to a point where I am in control of the fear and the fear is not in control of me. But that's a completely different side note. So um, as for sex, let's just talk about that. that. So yeah, yes, I was scared during during sex. More so kissing, actually. I was scared more about the kissing. And it felt pretty natural once I started getting going. But that was also in very in part because of the girl I chose to share it with. So God, thank God for her. That was, yeah, that was awesome. Um, but like after I had sex, it just completely went off a pedestal. I'm like, sweet. Like, this is awesome. I should be having this whenever I feel like with whomever I feel like, because I was so attached to this like first time and making sure I was with the right person and had a good storyline. It was, it achieved those things. And now that like, now that that first like, um, that first time has been achieved. It just like knocked off so many fucking fears. And I did so many things that I've been waiting to do in one single night. And I just like, it just got me so detached around things. Um, yeah. So I just have like a very strong sexual freedom now, though there are still some fucking fears for sure. Um, literally some fucking fears. Um, but it's not like anywhere close to what it used to be. Like they're just very, very small now and I'll have to work through those. But like, yeah, I just, it just, it's such a different feeling now. And I'm very grateful that I've powered through that because it was crippling for like a full decade. And I pushed so many girls away from, from me because I was like, fuck, I I'm too scared of you getting close and us having sex because I'm not ready basically. Yeah. As for taking sex off a pedestal and how I grew in that area, it is just like, it's awesome. I really enjoy it. And at the same time, there are better things out there than sex, like progressing on a goal and progressing on a purpose, moving in that direction on my path, making sure I'm purposefully aligned with purposefully aligned on like a soul level, um, energy work, meditation, like these things give me better feelings than sex. It's just the fucking truth. When it's just like a, a pleasure versus versus like soul satisfaction thing. They're very different. And like sex is pure pleasure, whereas like actions towards a actions towards your like life purpose. It just is such a better feeling. So anyways, they're both great, but like sex is not nearly as cool as working on your purpose is what I'm trying to say here. And other things like I love creative work and I love helping people and like, yeah. Yeah. And as for sexual stuff now, like I'm able to now talk about things in a very sexual manner and not feel like this discomfort I used to. Like whenever anyone would bring up sex before, I would get super uncomfortable and I wouldn't say anything. And if you know me, I like to chime in on things if I have any idea uh, or if I have any worthy opinions to share. I shut the fuck up when people talk about sex, or I used to. Now I'll fucking voice my opinions. But like, I, yeah, now I'm able to just chat about things that for the longest time just made me so, so uncomfortable. And even like physical touch now is so much different um, with both, with anyone actually. Now that I, it's just like, I don't even understand it. But like, I can, the way I, I can, I'm able to have people 
in my personal space now and not feel so uncomfortable about it. I used to just like freak out when anyone, anyone would get in my personal space. Um, yeah, it was also like really chill being just like butt ass naked. Yeah, that's just a side note though. <laughs> and God, if I didn't mention this as well, it was so fucking good to apply so many things I've learned over the years. Shout out Jason Capital. Like, fuck me. That was just amazing. Also combining points. Like I've become this fucking ninja with, so in my quest to like simplify my content and say less to say more and like decrease the duration of my content and improve the impact of my message. I have done a, like I've become this fucking ninja with reflections where I'll like see the content and I'll start combining things and like doing this matrix thing where I'm like combining a bunch of points, trying to simplify, simplify things in real time, trying to edit things as I go be without actually editing it. If that makes sense. It's just really fucking cool thing I do now, but uh, this is me trying to improve my content and make sure that I'm saying less um, because I, I can just start to ramble too often. And I'm even finding myself rambling today, which is like, it's okay. It's not that big of a fucking deal, but just trying to get myself to stop talking when I can, which is going to happen in about two seconds. <laughs> Appreciation of the present. I can very much like go into this like future focused thinking at times and like be like, Hey, I will wait until I finish this web app until uh, I will be happy when I finish this web app, if you will. And that was like what happened so often with coding. It was scary. And like after lists, I tried to consciously work on like enjoying the process more and enjoying where I'm at in the journey. Because if you just wait until the end of the rainbow for that pot of gold to be happy, you've missed out on all the beautiful colors in that rainbow as you were getting there. The journey is truly the word. I know it's fucking cliche, but it is so true. Like you need to appreciate where you are in your journey. You need to appreciate the day to day, the actions. No, it will not always be unicorns and rainbows by any means. It's fine. It's going to be a struggle at times, but like even trying to appreciate that struggle and being like, wow, I'm so grateful. I get the opportunity to quote unquote struggle here because is going to grow me so much. I'm going to learn so much from this, like just trying to reframe things as best as possible. But just like, you've got to enjoy where you are. You've got to appreciate that exact point of where you are in the journey to achieving something because it is just so disappointing. Anytime you wait until wait to be happy um, at the finish line, it's just a bad idea. Enjoy the steps getting there. It's important as fuck. So anyways, what I was trying to say there is like, I'm consciously working on that and it's become a lot easier for me and just trying to enjoy the day to day a ton more and appreciation of my present and also trying to prioritize like where I'm at in a given day. Like if I'm not lined up, I'm probably not going to take a ton of action. Like if I have a headache, my priority is getting rid of that headache. It's not finishing that document or making that call. No, it's my health and like making sure I am because I, I can't enjoy the journey properly if I'm not in that good space. And like, you've got to have good health, good mindset in order to properly enjoy that action. Handling pressure. 
So like, I'm still not perfect at this, but I've gotten a lot better. Uh, so for example, with Starbucks, Starbucks, like at a bar, at the bar situation, like make where you make drinks type of thing, that has gotten me to such a different level of handling pressure. I can look out at a huge cafe of people and literally laugh now. Whereas before I would fucking get so crippled and flustered and everything. And yeah, I just, it's, it comes from a detachment of like people's frames and like I create my own frame and I don't need to subscribe to your stress or your worries or your concerns. I can just do me. And I wish I could apply that in more areas and I'll get there. But, um, overall, there's definitely progress in that area of handling pressure. Um, and I'm, I'm glad because it does, it starts with one area and then I can move it to another area with a little bit of conscious effort and discipline and determination. So I will do that. Expressing my true intent. This is fucking tough. Like for the longest time I held back on my true, my, my true intent and I still do at times, but like I held back on my true intent, especially sexually. Like I did not want to know. I did not want people to know for whatever reason that I was like sexual in nature. Meaning like I didn't want people to know that, hey, I want to fuck you to everything. Like I, I don't know why. It was so strange. So anyways, it's been really good expressing my true intent and being direct with people, being transparent as possible usually. And... uh <laughs> And like knowing that it's okay if people are going to know that I'm interested in them sexually or just emotionally or whatever the fucking case may be. And also accepting that, hey, they might share this with someone else and that's okay that they know as well. It's just like being more okay with like what's actually going on with me. And when I get to that place, it just doesn't matter as much what other people think when I'm just good with myself. So that has helped a shit ton. What were my biggest lessons? Getting a job or some sort of side income is insanely useful on your business journey. So like for me, I decided to get a Starbucks job. Um, no, it's not perfect. <laughs> has a ton of, ton of its flaws, but like it's building me skill in areas that I can pl- apply to business and in other areas of my life. And it's also, uh, it's supporting me financially. So now I can work for free and I don't need that like pressure. That was like a huge thing with Mox Energetics and why that hasn't worked thus far. And yeah, so like the, the reason why it hasn't really worked is because I had so much pressure on it that it was stopping me completely and I would just get flustered and not move forward on what I needed to move forward with, which is sales. And I was, there was a bunch of shit going on there, but anyways, The whole point though is that if you get a job, you can work for free at the beginning and you can work for free to gain that leverage. And working for free is not about like giving away your shit forever for free. It's about gaining leverage when you don't have it. And I think a lot of people misunderstand this and they just think that like you should never work for free, but like they probably work for free in the beginning if they're successful. That's just usually how it works and it's all good. So for me, I've just, I've realized that like, I was so scared of getting a job for the longest time. Yes, it does suck a lot of energy. Yes, it does suck a lot of time. But like you're it's paying the bills so you can so you can work and have the the opportunity and the privilege to to work on entrepreneurial activities and like give yourself a chance to earn that right of 
being a true entrepreneur. So for me, I just think it was a great idea to get a job. And if you're like struggling with that yourself and you're like, fuck, I don't want to get a job. I just want to be an entrepreneur. Consider, consider getting something that you might be passionate about. Consider getting something that could help pay the bills because it's really helped me and it might help, help you as well. If a goal isn't getting achieved, keep yourself accountable to other people. For me, it was sex. Like, it just wasn't getting achieved at all. I was making almost no progress with girls. And, like, I was in a state of inaction. And I started telling people about the situation. And I told, like, a few co- a few key people. And um, then, then they started keeping me accountable. It wasn't like they were judging me. It was more just like, hey, I know you have this goal. I'm going to keep you accountable and make sure you are putting in action towards this. So like each time I would hang out with this one friend, for example, um, I would keep him in the loop of like, what's the current situation. And with that enough nose eventually just like turn into fuck it. Like we're going to make this happen now. And I did. And uh, they also like were super useful in terms of like, if I ever was freaking out or if I needed advice at all, I would contact them and they would help me through things and like, fuck. Like, for example, Q literally just like, she was the, the queen of all of this, the um, helping me because like, yeah, she just, she's helped me in so many challenging times. I can't like even like making sure my wording was correct on certain things because I didn't want to seem like a complete dickhead. Um, and also just like, getting me over my fear, keeping me accountable to make sure I was acting on that. And also another key one was, of course, Zach, because he was, he's the guy I was mentioning about, like, when we hang out type of thing, he would, like, ask me, and then I would be like, no, nothing's happened yet. Um, But now that story has changed, so I'm grateful for that. But anyways, you've got to keep yourself accountable to other people. It's so fucking useful having friends that are pulling for you, they're helping energetically, as well as, like, if they're actually helping you in terms of, like, physical action. That's amazing. So shout out to them. Appreciate you guys. Stick with your job until you have another source of income. This is very related to my last point, but like I'm like ready to quit right now at Starbucks. Like I love my team and I love my customers, but like I am not built to be a a, jo- a job person. I just I just am not. Um, I want to do my own thing. I crave freedom. It is fucking insane. So anyways... I, um, I'm going to be disciplined this time though. That is a huge difference for me last time. I was like, so I'm like, yes, let's just be full-time entrepreneurship. Now I'm like, I'll let myself eventually move on when I am in a financial position with business where I can do that. Aside from that, I'm just going to keep myself here as a forcing function until I get things figured out and be disciplined around it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I learned that because fuck me. I've, I was just like procrastinating on it for the longest time, but now trying to be more disciplined. I think it'll work out for the better long-term. Physical touch is one of my key love languages. I used to think that it was like acts of service and then words of affirmation, but no physical touch has entered the chat. Like it is probably number two for me behind words of affirmation. And these things are just really fucking good. So you can know how you feel loved and make sure you're reverse engineering everything to do so. 
And I definitely do that as well. All the technology in the world will not solve the underlying root cause. For me, getting a laptop, working on Notion stuff, even ClickUp back in the day, I thought these things were gonna like solve my my actual patterns, which is like, for, for example, um, I have a ridiculously fast laptop now and I can pump out content so fucking fast. Does that mean I actually pump out content super fucking fast? Not necessarily. <laughs> and the answer is not even not necessarily. Right now, no, I haven't. Um, and that comes from something deeper. It is a fear of like talking about certain things on camera that I don't want to put out type of thing. Um, specifically sex is, uh, is the main thing there. And like fear of releasing that episode and like what are people going to say and that type of stuff. These things are more powerful than the actual technology. Yes, they are super useful. Yes, they're going to improve your process. Yes, they are going to increase your results. But at the end of the day, you have to confront whatever the underlying pattern is within you. And also like lists. Like with lists, I thought I was solving my motivation problem, but there was underlying challenges there. Like it was like a dream board app, if you will, but like my consistency was the real problem there. I wasn't keeping myself accountable to actually checking it. So like it wasn't fixing the actual problem to begin with. Um, but I didn't know that, know that at the time. And I've adapted since. Um, with system design, with Notion, I would, I, I ended up just defaulting into perfection for a lot of, a lot of the summer. And same with ClickUp as well. Like I was so attached to doing things a certain way and like it ended up fucking me over and I ended up in defaulting into the underlying challenges and you've just got to address whatever whatever that is because no new software no new laptop no new system is going to change if you have like insecurity at your core or you have an attachment to perfection or you feel you're not good enough, or you're judging yourself to like, this is, or you're like scared to make that next move and, and you just don't because the fear is overpowering you. These are things that need to be tackled first and foremost, not that you, that you need a new fucking, a new system or a new product or whatever. Just focus on the underlying challenge for the love of God. Don't wait to be happy. Be happy right now. This is like all we really ever have is just the right, the present right now. And um, I found myself too many times in projects waiting till the end to be happy. Um, festivals, I would, I would get way too, like ever after, I was way too fucking in forever after. And then it was like a letdown compared to what I, I was amped for. And yeah, if I was, and I wasn't as present as I would like to be at forever after as well. So like for Illsonic, it was much more off a pedestal and it was a lot, it was like, would I classify Elo as better? I don't know. Regardless, I still had a lot of fun at Ever After, don't get me wrong, but just, I was waiting to be happy. And whenever you do that with a festival, it's just like, I feel like it's a letdown because yes, a festival is cool, but like, it's not that cool. <laughs> like, I, I have sometimes just as much fun in my basement, working out, pumping the fucking iron, and listening to like a wicked mix. That is so much fun to me. Yes, it is amazing spending my spending time with others who also appreciate the music, but like it is not worth waiting for and having like an incredible countdown 
and being so obsessed about this future thing. Like, I wish people were obsessed with the now in the same way they're obsessed with festivals in the future. It's just a good idea. Niches fucking suck. Literally just make whatever you want. That's my new mindset around content. I've seen people do this, like, what is it, Captain Sinbad, I think it is, um, or Gary Vaynerchuk, or others, like, you just super don't need to play in one box, um, and this is where creativity comes from as well, and, and your passion, like, you do not need to just do only personal development content, or only comedy, or only music content, or only educational how-tos or whatever the fucking case may be you can do any of it and all of it and like yes you will you will absolutely piss people off when you so like with gary there are people that do not like what myself included i do not watch trash talk am i angry at him though for posting trash talk absolutely not i'm excited for him because i know how much he likes it i don't need to fucking watch it i can watch another video there's tons so the right people think like that. The wrong people get pissed and leave. That's fine. Let them let them leave. Um, the the absolute like your core audience will understand and appreciate, and you'll also bring in new audience. So it's like, and also like, who the fuck are you to say that like you can't post X Y Z type of content that is like outside of your niche? How do you know that you're not better at that than what you're currently doing? And like, for me. There's just like a million different places I can go with my content and you don't necessarily need that like tiny little niche that you think that you do. Like just make whatever makes you happy. I think that's a much more uh, important mindset that people should deploy because like too, pe- too many people are just unhappy with what they're doing. Whether that's like I, music, people get like locked into these fucking walls. You've just got to break past these fucking walls. And like, that's where creativity truly comes from as well, which is like trying things for the sake of trying them, even if you think they're going to fail. That's exciting. Like I've really grown in that aspect as well this year, which is I'm okay with, I'm more okay with losing. I'm more okay with failure and adversity and trying to consciously do things that I wouldn't normally do in order to expand my comfort zone and experiment and come at it from a different place where I can generate new ideas and test out things to see if they work. And if they don't work, that's exciting. I gained a data point and I can try it again differently in a different way. And just, I'm just constantly trying to break my fucking walls and my perfection and my molds and my consistencies because those things actually keep us from advancing and evolving past our comfort zone rather than actually giving us progress. So really just worked on that this year and it's important as fuck. And I wish more people understood how powerful it is when you truly embody it. It's not about how much you spend. It's about the return on investment you're getting from it. And that doesn't necessarily even mean like financially. It's like, is this worth what I'm paying for it? Meaning, am I getting a value in return that, uh, that is worth what I'm, what I'm paying for this. And like, for me, I I've just had this like mind shift around. I've wanted basically everything to happen without any expenses. And that's not realistic whatsoever, but for the longest time it's been like that. And like recently I've just been like, Oh yeah, 
it actually does take money to make serious money. And there will be expenses incurred. But are those expenses adding to a greater ROI? The answer is probably yes. And like, let's be thoughtful about that. And let's pay attention to what the expenses are, obviously trying to keep them as low as possible still. But just making sure I'm getting my best, I'm getting value from what I'm paying for. Um, Like a bus, for example, my cheap ass is like, I don't want to fucking spend 325. And then the reality is, I am saving because I start thinking about like, okay, I, I or I could Uber, what are my alternatives, or I can walk, or I can bike. 325 seems like my best bang for my buck in that situation, if I'm getting to work, that is. And with, um, what are some other examples I think of this? Uh, referral com- referral program that I was designing for Moxie Energetics. Like I was, I was like, oh, I don't want to, sp- I don't want to give away 10% of the, of whatever, or whatever the fucking just just throw, pretend it's a 10% commission. I don't want to give away 10%. I want to give away 0%. And because uh, I'm just cheap in that in that aspect, and I'm working on that. Okay. But it's not losing out on 10%. It is gaining 90%. Because without that commission, there is no fucking sale in that situation. So like that, that 10% is actually buying me 90%. And that is a good ROI. So it's like you have to understand. I'm, I'm trying to like wrap my head around more and more as time goes on that it's okay to have expenses and that, yeah, it's like it's a, it's a good idea to drop 20K so long as it's making you 40K or 100K or 500K. Like that's just what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> I don't know if it's coming out well, but yeah, the whole point is expenses are actually a good thing if you're using them correctly. Every person is imperfect. This is like <laughs> so simple of a truth, but literally for whatever reason, I used to think that like everyone needed to be perfect. I need to be perfect. It's just not fucking true. Like you do not need to be perfect in order to get results. Um, you can start for it. No person is a full package. Everyone's going to have flaws and like, that's okay. And it's not not only okay, it's like, it is just like the way. Because if you're trying to be perfect, it's just like those people are the least perfect of the all. And um, you do not need to to have, like for the, I, when I was doing my Starbucks application, for example, I thought that I could not have any weaknesses. And that's just not true. Everyone, everyone has their weaknesses and it's just like about recognizing them and working around them. Um, but you don't need to be perfect to get hired for that job. You do not need to be perfect to sleep with that person. And you do not need to be perfect to succeed in any aspect, whether that's business, health, wealth, relationships, whatever. You just don't need to be perfect in order to get the results you're looking for. Period. End of fucking story. Just because someone rejects you and declines you does not mean you are not good enough or not worthy. This, this is literally what I used to think. And I still like subconsciously do think of this sometimes, but it is sale, like sales. And this is literally what sales um, is, is well, cause sales is everywhere. Anytime you're interacting with a person it's technically just sales and um, it's a numbers game finding like, so say, say I'm like applying for a job or say I'm no, let's go business for a second. Say I'm, offering this one product and 
So I have this offer, okay? I do not need to conclude that it is not a good enough product after one person says no. Okay, maybe if a hundred people say no, then you start adjusting and you pay, pay attention to like the data behind that and rework things and try to constantly be improving your pitch as well as the product. But like, you've just got to keep fucking going. Sales is literally just a numbers game. It's about getting more no's than the other guys because that of yeses eventually come from no's. So it's like, you've got to keep it personal, but impersonal. And I remember like, I learned a lot of this from Sam Rukeyser and, uh, God, that was an awesome call. I really hope I can make that a podcast at some point. But anyways, that's beside the fucking point. Um, yeah, you just I just can't be keeping things too personal. And yes, I do do this absolutely at times. I make things too personal and too about me. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah, anyways, I'm going to end that, that point there. I do not need to be working every minute of every day. Yeah, for the longest time, I had this attachment to just like working, working and working some more. Now I care a lot more about being more effective with my hours. And I find that like the most effective people also think like that. Like they don't have this attachment to working all day because it's not about like hustle, 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 hustle. Let's maximize every minute. Things like Pomodoro, uh, um, Focus 50s. These types of techniques are so damn useful and just like, being able to take a break in like small, small sections, if you will, is so damn useful to keeping you going for long periods of time throughout the day. And I wish, uh, I wish I knew this earlier, <laughs> but anyways, it, I now know it now and like, it's okay to take a break. And I would suggest using your breaks purposefully, not just fucking like, just, you could use it in really dumb ways, or you could use it to recharge you and leave you more energized for the rest of the day. And I would suggest you do that for your uh, your ultimate well-being, your ultimate success and whatever whatever goal you're trying to achieve that day or whatever the timeline might be. Mm. I don't need to explain myself in every situation and I explain my like life plans, if you will. I'm now much more okay with being an underdog. Like when people ask me like, hey, are you going to school? Are you... Like, what do you, what is your like life plan? Basically, I'm like, Meh. I don't, I just have this job. And then like, I'll tell some people, but like most of the time, like I remember one of my coworkers asking me like, Hey, is this like, did you go to school? I'm like, Nope. And she's like, okay, is this your only job? I'm like, yep. Like I just, I just didn't care about explaining myself too much there. Cause you don't need to explain yourself. Like it puts you in this really cool place of underdog where, and yeah, so like you become the underdog and then all of the pressure is like gone because they don't think you're going to like succeed, succeed. They don't have like high expectations for you. They just think you're a guy at Starbucks or whatever. And that's completely okay with me because when you don't have that pressure, you can sometimes thrive. And I like that idea a lot. So when in doubt, it's okay to become the underdog. And I it just so long as you're accepting yourself and loving yourself, that is what matters in those situations. And you, you can easily be looked at as a failure in people's eyes and then go and make them all look silly as fuck. Good intentions go a long way. Like being a good human being, doing the right thing, all that type of shit, uh, deploying kindness, being empathetic, being likable, being charismatic, all this stuff gets you a long way. I, um, 
I remember, I remember with training for Starbucks, like because I was these things, people were much more chill with me on, uh, and much more gracious with me. And even as like time goes on, I'm like a really shitty closer, but people, I feel like if people are more like gracious with me because I do enjoy working with me because I'm fun to work with and I provide some laughs and some smiles and we have a good time. But uh, yes, I'm not a perfect worker by any means. I'm trying to get better, but fuck. Just having a good intent just goes a long way in, in, your, uh, in, in your imperfections and, and like all sorts of things like that, actually. But anyways, that is the case. I can make, I can make way more fucking content than I think I can. After reading Gary's second deck, the 170 page one about like 67 pieces of content a day or whatever the fuck. I think it's 64. Point being, I, there's so many things I can do that I didn't think about. And like a piece of content, quote unquote, in his world, and why he even says that, is you duplicating that. So you can have like a video, a macro video, you bring that down, clip it. That's a micro piece of content for a micro video. And then you use that, one of those short lines in that, that becomes a tweet. And then you screenshot that tweet and then put it on Instagram. That's four pieces of content right there. Okay. Like it just becomes a lot easier when you're thinking about it like that and repurposing content for the, just like being purposeful and how you're creating content and, and making sure you're able to repurpose things if you can. And there is, it doesn't need to be as complicated as I think it needs to be. Like it could literally be me screenshotting my notepad and posting that in like four different places. Like I, I just, little things like this, I, I forget. It does not need to be this perfect thing. It doesn't need to be so fucking polished. It can be as raw as fuck. And like, I love Instagram. Like I love DRock's Instagram. One of my favorite Instagrams for this reason. He is constantly breaking molds and doing things in such weird ways. And I'm like, holy shit. Like you just inspire me to go beyond my, what I thought was like a good piece of content and try different things, keep things super fucking raw, as well as try new creative formats and mediums and like approaches to things we think we know and then like new twists and oh god, I fucking love his Instagram. The whole point here being though is like I can make a lot more content in a day than I think I can and that deck unlocked a shit ton for me. I don't need to have yearly goals. I can just have a long-term vision and if my priorities and my next steps are divined and I'm constantly hacking away at things, that is, that is a better way, in my opinion, than doing a yearly goal. So like how this manifests for me is like, first of all, I haven't done, done a great job applying this in recent times, just going to keep things transparent. Um, but like when, so like a year is very subjective. I don't like the idea of setting yearly goals a ton. I much more prefer this idea of like a long-term vision and consistently hacking away at it. That way I'm able to do it as long as it takes. It might be shorter than I think. It might be longer than I think. But what I know is I'm constantly working at it every single day. I am taking my next steps. I am breaking patterns. I am breaking fears. I am doing things that are uncomfortable. I am getting closer every single day to my long-term vision and that feels fucking good. That's like almost better than having a yearly goal, I think. So, um, but the key part there is like, 
you can have, so like I have my vision correct for a while, but I didn't have my next steps clearly defined and tracked. And like, once I set up a track, a check checklist or a track list, um, once I set up a task database, database can't speak, it's we're nearing the end right now. I can feel it. <laughs> um, once I sent, once I set up a task database in notion, it became much fucking easier for me to, uh, work on stuff because I need things to constantly be tracked and like accomplished and like a to do doing done type of thing. However, I choose to define that. And, uh, doing that has made my progress go up in that area for sure. Um, I love the idea of tracking everything and making sure I'm getting wins, if you will, on the board and making sure they are measured. That's fucking key. Also, I'll just throw in this final little thing, overcome fears, which I did a lot of this year, overcome your fears by constantly exposing yourself to you're getting closer and closer to that fear. It doesn't need to be, you don't need to jump from A to Z immediately. You can just start by continuously getting closer and pushing yourself a little bit past that comfort zone and a little bit past and a little bit past and a little bit past. You can keep going back to your comfort zone, but just like keep pushing back, keep pushing against that wall and jump back and forth. And eventually you end up conquering that fear. And like, it's just like a constant exposure game. Eventually you will not be scared of that thing anymore. That's true with like me for sex. That's true with Starbucks stuff. Like just keep fucking showing up. Keep aggressively. And like I say aggressively. So like be cautious of if it's affecting other people. But like and be aware of your surroundings and stuff like that. But like be aggressive in that you are constantly pushing yourself past where your fears lie, if you will. And just like that little bit back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you'll eventually get to a place where it's like, okay, this is fucking, this was not scary after all. And you'll honestly start to question like, why was I scared of this at all? Like, it's never as scary as you actually think it is ever. (laughs) Okay, that has been my 2019 reflection. Um, I appreciate you guys watching or listening so much. I am fucking tired now I am ready to go take like a tiny nap or something but uh, I appreciate again you tuning in I hope this was valuable in some sense to you I think there's a lot of gold I'm probably going to have to steal a bunch of these clips and use them for other places because it was littered with gold anyways I also had a shit ton more I wanted to talk about but I'm just gonna leave it here Um, I covered the main points and I'm trying to to get better at this. But anyways, because I just want to ramble all fucking day on a million different topics. But that's what the other reflections are for, guys, because I can go more into deep, uh, deeper context, if you will, and the weekly slash bi-weekly reflections. So you can check those out if you'd like. Anyways, thank you so much for watching and listening. As always, my name is Josh Moxie, and uh, I will catch you later. See you in 2020, motherfuckers.